Today we're travelling back in time to a cold winter's day in the Scottish Highlands in the 1500s. We're wrapped up warm, there's frost on the ground and we're standing in front of a vast Scots pine forest, the Caledonian forest. We start to head into the woods. Trees are heavy, the boughs are heavy with snow and we feel the hush as we enter because the pine needles are muffling the sound, the snow is muffling the sound and we head in and we might see the quick flash of a pine martin dash through the branches as we wander down a well-worn path to gather pine cones to put on the fire and we make sure we still leave some for the other animals that live in the forest. As we pick up this pine cone and really look at it carefully, begin to wonder, how did it come to be? Welcome to Tales of Winter Enchantment, a podcast that invites you to wrap up warm and head outside in these winter days with voice notes from me, Agnes Becker, from the 1st of December right through to the winter solstice. Pine cones are so um, ubiquitous at this time of year, they're everywhere. We see them in wreaths, um, people use them as fire lighters, you might make garlands with them. I've got a lovely garland of Scots pine cones at home. They're kind of an emblem of the, this kind of wintry, festive time of year. And sometimes when things are all around us, we forget to notice how precious they are. The Scots pine tree is um, the only native pine here in the UK. Whatever native means, you know, <laughs> it came here a long time ago. It arrived um, with lots of other trees as the ice, ice sheets melted in the last ice age about 10,000 years ago. And trees from southern Europe started to migrate north. I love that th thought of the, the trees migrating. And the Scots pine in particular found a home in the Scottish Highlands. And there used to be a vast forest there. Caledonian forest um, covering much of the highlands which unfortunately in the 17th century started to be chopped down for shipbuilding and charcoal and continued like that for, for a long time used as deer parks and so on lots of um, of people who lived, lived on the land were forced to move and now there's only 1% um, of or estimated 1% of the Caledonian forest left up in Scotland where there are lots of efforts to regenerate it. And the Scots pine is also the Scottish national tree. There's a Scots pine here in my park where I'm in, at at the moment as I'm wandering about. Um, it's a lovely crisp winter's day, there's frost on the ground, the sun is low. I can still see the 
the waning moon in the sky actually. And this Scots pine, it's got really lovely scaly bark and these beautiful needles. And all across the floor are the pine cones that have been shed this summer, autumn. And I got curious about how these pine cones are formed. When I looked it up, it's quite fascinating. There are two flowers that grow on the on the Scots pine, the male and the female. The male is a yellow flower, a bit lower down, and the female is a red one, a bit further up on the tree. And the female one gets wind pollinated from the pollen from the male one. And that's in springtime. And then it begins to, if fertilised, begins to grow into a pine cone. And it actually takes two years for the pine cone to mature on the tree after which it opens up its um, its little spines, it's probably a technical word for it, its little spines and the um, and releases lo- lots of little papery seeds that flutter about, I think they can go to about I think it's 100 metres away from the tree to nestle into the ground and hopefully form new Scots pine seedlings. And after that's happened, the pine cone drops to the floor and is opened up. And maybe a few little squirrels or little animals come and um, nibble at some seeds that didn't quite escape. I'm just distracted a bit by a robin that's come on the branch after yesterday's, um, or the first podcast. Oh, it's just got a little slow berry, I think, and gone back into the hedge. <laughs> yeah, so it takes two two years for this this pine cone to form, um, and to, to have been created by the tree. And so, as I held um, when I gathered all my little pine cones for um, first of all for painting the Scots Pine Nature Guide, um, and then to create my garland, I really took a look at the the pine cone, and it's just such an intricate object. If you've ever tried painting or drawing a pine cone, you'll know what I mean. It's really quite complex. And to think that this tree has created so many of them, it's really incredible when you start to look closely and really notice what's in front of you rather than taking it for granted. And apparently the Scots pine, it um, can create up to 3,000, I think, pine cones in a year. And it drops them all down. And then it has a rest for three to five years and just does a few each year then. And then has another big bump a year like that. I've heard that with the oak tree, with the acorns, that that's to almost help regulate the number of little mammals that feed on on the pine cones or the acorns. Um, so there's not sort of exponential growth. I don't know if that's true. Um but amazing how these things are all kind of connected and in balance. So today's um, invitation is to head outside and look for a pine cone and really take a close look at it and see what you notice. Maybe look at it, go through your senses, look at all the different textures, um, the patterns you see on it, and begin to pay loving attention to these incredible creations from the pines, spruces, etc., um, in our local neighbourhood. 
think um, childlike curiosity is really underestimated in our society. But when you begin to look at um, the world around you with wonder and with loving attention and really look closely and try and understand um, the other beings, other things, beings, things, objects, I never know quite what to call it, um, around you, um, things start to open up because you begin to get curious. You start to ask questions and the world around us starts to open up again helps us to get outside of ourselves, outside of our worries and um, human-centeredness. And you begin to realise how some, an object as simple as, seemingly simple as a pine cone is actually incredibly complex. And as you look at your pine cone, you might want to think about what happened two springs ago in your life when that pine cone, if it's a Scots pine one, was first... Um, fertilized and to give back say thank you to the tree who created the pine cone we often just take for granted that we can we can grab these things and they're there for us but actually it's it's been incredibly crafted i don't know quite what the word you would call it you know if you got a, a carpenter to try and make a, a pine cone i don't think they would manage it it's such an intricate object um so give thanks to the tree for this beautiful pine cone that you found and I hope that today's episode has started to get you looking at the world around you with a bit of more wonder a bit more enchantment and if you really loved it then please subscribe and share it with others and if you are seeking to learn a bit more about Scots pine I've got a really beautiful Scots Pine Nature Guide in my Enchant Your Winter gift list on my website. There's a link in the show notes as well. It's a printable guide. It's illustrated by me, researched by me. There's lots of other interesting stories, science stories and folklore stories about the Scots Pine in there. It's really, really um, handy. So it's just two sides that you print out. You can do it double-sided, fold it up and take it with you outside as you go and get to know your local Scots Pine. Um, or you can also use it, I thought it would be a really lovely um, stocking filler. Or you can put it in Christmas crackers if you make your own Christmas crackers or use reusable ones. Um, or you can even put it inside Christmas cards as well. So do go and check that out. And this year I've got a little freebie in there too. There's um, a couple of letter templates using the Scots Pine illustrations that I, I made um, that you can print out, cut out, fold up, uh, put a little sticker on. Oh, write, write something aside, put a little sticker on the, um, the edges and then give them to your loved ones. So thank you so much for joining me today in the Scottish Highlands on a snowy winter's day back in the 1500s. And I will see you again tomorrow for another tale of winter enchantment. Take care.